Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Inspired by a couple of true presidential corpse stories, the 1876 plot to steal Abraham Lincoln's body and the exhumation of Zachary Taylor in 1991, Raising Buchanan took the idea of the presidential corpse stealing to an extraordinary length in this dark, delightful comedy with the body of the man who's considered to be the worst president in American history. Because there's certainly something to be learned from terrible presidents as well as laughing at them and that is kind of the premise behind this wonderful film i really enjoyed it a lot called raising buchanan we're joined today by the lead actor as well as the creator producer of raising buchanan and that would be amanda melby amanda welcome to film school radio thank you so much for having me thank you well uh, amanda this is a uh, one of those films when it came across my radar I was a little skeptical about how well this idea was going to work and I am so glad I took the leap because this is a really enjoyable fun surprisingly um, and emotionally engaging film I mean the character uh, that you play is is uh it's a very interesting character and in a very interesting way that it all plays out. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you. I think we read a little bit about what inspired the story, but what? how did this become what we know as Raising Buchanan? Yeah, so um, Bruce and I have worked together um, for really on and off for about 15 years. We've known each other since I moved um, to Arizona from California. I met him and just was always inspired by his work. He's got very dark humor and has uh, an interest in history and also has an interest in casting and writing for people that he is, you know, um, inspired by against type. So that was one of those things. Every time he, he put me in something, it was not me. <laughs> you know, he was writing characters for me to play specifically, but they, they were not my type necessarily. And um, so I always knew that we wanted to work on a feature film together and, um, when this came up, we had a couple of ideas to bounce around, and and this one really sounded the most interesting to me because it has three females as leads, you know, three best friends that are involved in this plan. You know, there's no there's no real love interest for the women. There's no you know dating and falling in love. I mean, there's a little hint of it at some point, but it's just about friendship and about legacy and getting along with people and making decisions and owning up to your bad decisions. You know, as a woman, I, I can really appreciate that type of character, that there, there doesn't have to be a story about love. And one of the uh, other things about Raising Buchanan that I really thought the way that the, the story unfolds is it's a comedy with a lot of kind of uh, extraordinary sets of circumstances. The story takes a, a number of different turns. None of it felt forced. Mm. I always, I, I felt like, it, because of there's sort of the internal logic of Ruth and her character, and so she's a very sort of by the seat of her pants kind of character in her, in the way she runs, or the way she conducts her life. And so I, so with that kind of in mind, I just thought the the film, when it takes these different 
turns felt completely relatable and and I just enjoyed I enjoyed that about it. I don't know if I'm this is a, a great question, but I just wanted to say that I thought that's in a comedy like this, I think that's an important element to never feel like you're just being whipsawed for no good reason. And this film, it just feels like a very comfortable watch. Thank you. Yeah, that was very intentional. You know, we didn't want it to be a wacky, you know, over the top um, kind of goofball film. You know, it, the circumstances are certainly ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and but we present them in a way that's just very, very matter of fact. And it was it was actually interesting when we were auditioning all of the the supporting roles, you know, how many people read it and came in with these big, giant kind of you know, wacky comedy characters. And, and Bruce kept saying, no, 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 no. This is just, it's grounded in reality. Everything is grounded in reality. And, um, and that's what we went, we had to keep reminding ourselves of that, you know, as the, as the production went on, that it is definitely grounded in reality. Well, let's fill in a little uh, backstory on Ruth, uh, her, her character, sort of her circumstances. She, she's also dealing with uh, a father who's, in the hospital, played by the wonderful M. Emmett Walsh, one of the national treasures uh, as far as acting is concerned. Tell us a little about sort of her backstory. So the the what comes out in the film, at least, what you know about her is that her her dad is in hospice. He's been given a month to live, and it's now ten months into into that. So right. that's really what what starts the financial situation that she's in is that she was basically waiting for his life insurance to pay for the house that she lives in. And so that just kind of kept coming off. So her, her, her bills were getting pretty piled up. You know, he's, he's a pretty prickly dad, this one. Um, <laughs> at, at one point, he was going to, you know, give him give uh, Ruth his appliance store. He was going to, you know, will that over to her. And then he took it away. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> too many, too many disappointments. So yeah, so you know he's he's not super supportive. I'm I'm I can picture what their lives growing up were, just very you know straightforward. I think there's love there definitely, but probably of that generation that didn't really know how to outwardly express it. And then she did have a brother that that died um, in high school, and that kind of st- that was the pivotal point that started Ruth down you know making bad choices. Mm-hmm. And the mom got out of the picture as well. So it was just really Ruth and her dad. You know, poor Ruth. She just she just kept trying to fix things and just kept making them worse. In some ways, the centerpiece of the film is the character of President James Buchanan, hence the title "Raise Raising Buchanan," mm-hmm. and it's played by the wonderful uh, Rene Aubergenois. And he is he opens the film with a very interesting little story. We see him in your kitchen, I believe, uh, as the film opens with this wonderful story about a magician and his assistant. And uh, it immediately lends the film this kind of counterbalance to the to the more wacky, if you will, side of the story. And his character, he's just so terrific in the role. He brings such bearing to his his uh, portrayal of James Buchanan, and just a it's just a wonderful element in the film. And it I, it grounds the film coming back to him. And I, I just I, anyway talk a little bit about working with Rene Aubergenois. Yeah, goodness, I mean that was just such a treat to 
have him sign on to do the to do the part and to do the film. You know, he just he was a wonderful human being, number one. And number two, just what a terrific actor. Uh, you know, we were spellbound when he did that monologue. He did that uh, the opening monologue well into the day of shooting. You know, the first take was just completely flawless. And <laughs> at the whole crew was just their their mouths were agape. <laughs> watching him, it was kind of like watching a masterclass in front of us, you know? Yeah, he just, he's really, he's everything about him. He just embodied the, char- the character, which is why he was such a wonderful character actor anyway. But, you know, his body positioning and the way he held himself and the way he articulated his his dialogue um, was just really remarkable. And And you couldn't ask for a kinder, more generous human being either. Yeah, and for people who may... The the name may not, well, it may not resonate with some people. His film work goes back to some amazing films, working with Robert Altman at the beginning of his film career on such uh, films as MASH and uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. He's played on numerous television programs. He has such a wonderful body of work all through the years uh, and and he was on Star Trek everyone a lot of people will know him from the Star Trek series he was is it Odo am I saying that yep. Odo yep 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 and, he's got a, a big Star Trek Star Trek fan base for sure oh yeah I mean he was in another Altman film called The Player Batman Forever he's been in so many things and he again and I think the one thing that has been consistent throughout his career is just what a gentle soul he seems to be in, in, in all of it. And also, there's, a, there's an immediate connection with him. I, I think it has to do with his, I just a lot of things, but his voice, his ability to pull people in uh, through his kind of countenance. It, uh, it just, yeah, and he's a wonderful, wonderful presence in Raising Buchanan. And then the rest of the cast is terrific as well. Uh, uh, Kathy Shim, who is, plays your character, is one of your, your pals in the film. I thought she was wonderful. Talk about the cast uh, of Raising yeah. Buchanan. Yeah, we, we were lucky. We First of all, we have a really nice, deep uh, pool of talented actors here in Arizona. And so we knew we were going to hire you know a good bulk of the characters from from here, from Arizona. And then we hired a, a casting director, Chadwick Struck, and, and he um, brought us Renee Aubergenois as um, President Buchanan and M. Emmett Walsh as my dad, as Larry Kiesling. And then he also suggested Kathy Shim for Meg. And, you know, we, we hadn't met her, so we, we looked at her stuff. We looked at her. She, she had so much comedy stuff. Uh, she'd done a ton of uh, sketch comedy work. So we knew definitely that she had the comedy chops to do it. And then there, there was one clip in her demo reel where, you know, it wasn't over the top. It was just a, a real grounded character. And we're like, oh, that's it. That's, you know, that's the nice balance right there. And we just, we connected instantly as women, as actresses. When she showed up on set, we rehearsed for a little bit, which was great. You know, we really, we were really able to, to connect and, and <laughs> maintain a friendship, an actual true friendship, which was just lovely. And then Terrence Bernie Hines was also brought on from Chadwick Struck, and uh, he's one of those comedy guys also that just, he does a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Also capable of some depth, which is wonderful. Of course, probably most actors are. They've got a balance between comedy and drama. But And he plays my parole officer, Ruth's pol- parole officer. He came in and, and uh, had us in stitches too. So 
So those were the people that we brought in from outside. And then, oh, of course, uh, Ben, Robert Ben Garant, stepped in as Lancaster guy and filled those shoes for us and was just super, super funny. We've got in the extras, there's there's a, a longer version of his scene because there was just too much good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, wow. and also Steve Briscoe, uh, I thought was huh. really good in in his role as he's yeah. kind of he's kind of the the bad guy in the film he but he was he's really just he right out of the gate he just he has this sort of bearing to him he plays Errol yeah. who's the uh what what how would you describe it he's the uh <laughs> uh the the head of the, an organization of uh ventriloquists yes. which which I thought was nice it's another little element in the film you play cello for uh, the character of Errol, who is this master ventriloquist who seems to almost have this sort of cultish sort of uh, standing within within the within the community, and he uses it to his, to his advantage in the film. So he's great. Yeah, I, I would put uh, master ventriloquist in air quotes. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> but yes, he 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 he's got this real artistic side. The character that. Everything's about the art and, and, you know, really about creating this beautiful art with ventriloquism. And, and so the character itself is pretty darn broad. And, and Steve also has a, a stand-up comedy background, so he's got a lot of uh, comedy background. You know, we, we were able to bring in all these wonderful actors that had comedy background. And, you know, Bruce was able to direct them in a way that was really grounded, that the performances were grounded. So, yeah. but everybody understood the timing, you know, everybody understood the timing and where the jokes were, but we didn't punch the jokes. Steve Briscoe definitely, uh, definitely was that character. Yeah. So, and in it, fact, Bruce, Bruce wrote the character for him. Oh, well, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah it's just, everybody, again, I just, I'll say this again, everybody in the film is just really spot on and you're right. The timing, I think that's all it's, there's just a great sense of pace and timing. It just, as you described it, people hit their lines in ways that like the word forced, if they're not forced, it comes across as a, just a very, um, you know, off kilter, but at the same time, um, the performances and the way you go about it are, are just spot on. So, uh, I want to let people know they can find out about the film by going to Raising Buchanan, and I'll spell out Buchanan in case, B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N, -A -A that's President James Buchanan, RaisingBuchanan.com, and you also have an Instagram account, uh, Facebook, and Twitter under Raising Buchanan as well. The uh, Facebook is Raising Buchanan Movie, uh, and we're speaking with Amanda Melby, she is the lead actor in the film as well as the producer. The film was directed, as you mentioned earlier, by Bruce Dallas, and it is, uh, once again, it's got a great cast, and people can see a Raising Buchanan uh, starting on Tuesday, May 5th at all, or almost all of the usual platforms. How would you just... Yep. It'll be streaming on most of the big platforms starting on Tuesday, May 5th, uh, iTunes, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and then we've got a whole host of other platforms, which is great. It'll be uh, cable on demand um, on a number of cable and satellite um, programs, and then as well as DVD and Blu-ray. So, and the, the DVD and the Blu-ray and iTunes all have extras involved with them also. And also the film has done very well at, at film festivals. Uh, talk a little bit about its festival run because it's it's pretty impressive. You've won a, a number of awards. Yeah, 
Yes, thank you. Yeah, it, you know, the festivals that we got into, it did very well at. There were, of course, lots of festivals that we didn't get into, which, you know, nobody ever talks about those because it's the negative. But but we were so grateful to get into the ones that we did. We premiered in April of 2019 at the Phoenix Film Festival, which is our hometown film festival here in Arizona. And so that was really a, a wonderful premiere. And um, after that, we went to Manhattan and New Haven, Connecticut, Franklin, Tennessee, uh, we played once overseas in Spain, in Madrid, and um, and then we we uh, we played around the, the East Coast a lot. We were in Fort Lauderdale, Alexandria, Virginia, St. Louis, Missouri. We went up to Syracuse, New York, and let's see, Twin Cities Film Festival. And then in 2020, we played in the Black Hills Film Festival and at the Golden State in California. And then we were supposed to play at um, Garden State in New Jersey and also Houston, um, the USA World Fest in Houston and Garden State uh, went online. So they, they moved their festival online because of COVID-19 and then Houston is is postponing there. So we missed the last two that we were supposed to be at in person, but yeah, um, but yeah it's had a nice run. We've won a ton of awards, which yeah. is just so thrilling for us. And uh, so we're, we're really grateful that the festivals and, and the audiences enjoyed it at the festivals. Yeah. I, again, in your run, uh, I won't go through all of the, the whole list, but you've won Best Feature Film, Best Dramedy, Best Act, Lead Actress, Best Original Screenplay, Feature Film again, Best Picture, Jury Awards. It, again, I mean, it's it's impressive, and it's just an enjoyable film. I, I just really feel like uh, people take some time to search it out, Raising Buchanan, and they're really going to be, you're in for a, a wonderful, well-told story, and a lot of, kind of, a lot of subtle humor. Really hardly, I don't think there's much in the film, and if you think I'm wrong, that is over the top in the film. There's nothing, I can't think of anything that really pushed that envelope too hard. Is that? Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. 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 It, it also, it, there's a lot in there that you don't catch the first time. So it's one of those that I think, you know, because the humor is so dry in there yeah. and is so matter of fact that sometimes you miss, you miss some of the jokes and some of the, the, the really smart things that are said the first time through. So, right. you know, it, it's a good one to watch twice. Yeah. And Ruth is, is such a, flawed character but at the same time likable uh and her kind of blithe relationship to uh the law and to morality is it's it's just engaging it's fun it's it's never feels uh, malevolent or anything dark it just seems like this is sort of how she's gotten through life and she continues to sort of use use these life lessons the way that she does and, and that's just the way it is so uh, yeah there's, there's not a lot of um long-term planning going on in Ruth's head you know it's what 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 can solve my problem that I'm having right now and let's do it right now <laughs> right right yeah and there is one inside joke that I really did like, and it relates to uh, James Buchanan's place in history when w almost, I think almost every time that it's brought up that he's the worst president ever, there's kind of a, 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 a pregnant pause right after that. And then mm -hmm. people kind of tilt their head in one direction or another. I, it's fun. It's a fun little insight. I don't, I don't know if how insight it is, but I think it's a fun uh, little bit that goes on throughout the film. I, I really enjoyed that. So... Uh, well, you know, we wrote it before um, we wrote it before 2016, and so um, okay. when we got to shooting, we figured, well, we need to to do something, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
We're not sure that Buchanan's going to end up on the bottom forever. Right. And so actually the last, the very last speech that Ruth gives to Buchanan, we did rewrite that the day of because it, it was starting to feel like, well, it's not quite exactly what's happening in the world these days. So, so Bruce rewrote, rewrote that, scre- that speech for me um, the, day, the day that we shot it. Well, I, I, again, um, you should check this out. Raising Buchanan, uh, the, the website, as we mentioned, is RaisingBuchanan.com. And there's all kinds of information there. The trailer's there, where you can see the film. It's coming out on uh, this Tuesday, May 5th. I really enjoyed it and uh, really enjoyed your performance. Thank you. The, the, again, the film Raising Buchanan, we've been talking with the creator, producer, and lead actor in the film, and that would be Amanda Melby. Amanda, uh, come back anytime. I don't know what you're uh, working on now or if you got stuff in the, in the hopper, but um, love to have you back. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for having us and for watching the film and, and for letting us tell other people about it. We hope, we hope people enjoy it. So thank you for your time. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.